Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my main man and partner in crime, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? I'm doing great, Foltz. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Doing excellent. I'm excited to uh, get into this topic to, for tonight. This is one we've had in our wheelhouse for uh, quite some time, and uh, we've been holding off on it um, for, uh, for multiple different reasons. Uh, we'll get into them later. Um, but uh, we've done we've done lots of different shows that have to deal with within this specific genre that we're talking about tonight with uh, with the Beast of uh, Bray Road. We've done shows on uh, on Bigfoot. We've done shows on the Mothman, and we've done shows uh, on cryptids where we broke down. Oh gosh, what fifty uh, to a hundred different yeah, there cryptids? Was, there was a lot of cryptids in that show. But uh, we were saving this one uh, to do on because we believe that uh, the story of the Beast of Bray Road is one that stands on its own, uh, and uh, we uh, we'll get into later on where the the name of the Beast of Bray Road came up with. But the 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 author who coined that phrase, we were in communications with, and uh, we were trying to set up. Uh, an interview with her to coincide with our episode of Beast uh, Bray Road. However, it, it didn't seem to coincide and work out. So we were like, well, I guess this is time to do the, the our show on Beast of Bray Road. And uh, hopefully we'll connect in, uh, at another time. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, if you uh, have not heard the shows that we've put out, on cryptids go and check that one out it breaks down tons of different information mothman show is another uh highlight and uh the show that we did on bigfoot was uh we had a lot of fun with that it even got down to what you'd have to do when you encounter it all the different tactics uh, you know what skinwalker ranch kind of falls in that genre yes as well. yes i'm glad you brought that one up too so that was you, a really good show i enjoyed that one yeah that 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 shows a lot of fun. I, I still want to go out there to Skinwalker Ranch, have a little look see at some point. Uh, oh, we'll see what the future brings for Subtle Beast. But um, yeah, go out and check out those shows if if uh, if you haven't if you're not up to date. We had a lot of fun with those, a lot of good information. But uh, without further ado, we're gonna jump in to the Beast of uh, Bray Road. <clears throat> now the Beast of Bray Road is a creature that many people claim to have seen in Racine, Walworth, and Jefferson counties in Wisconsin. Now, the first reported sightings of the creature happened on Bray Road near Elkhorn, Wisconsin. These sightings are what lent the beast its name. However, sightings do not only occur on Bray Road. What the beast of Bray Road, also known as man-wolf is, exactly is pretty much unclear. Some people believe it to be a werewolf. Others believe that it's Bigfoot. And of course, there are people who believe that it is some heretofore unknown species. There really is no way to know unless a specimen is found. 
There is also the possibility that the Beast of Bray Road is, in fact, some creature that we are well aware of that simply scared some people <coughs> enough that they believed it to be something bigger and scarier than what it really was. Now, common theories as to what known animal the beast could be include wolves and bears. Now, the creature is described as six foot tall with grayish and brown fur. Its face is said to resemble that of a wolf, and its ears are pointed. It reportedly has three long claws on each hand. It also is said to have shiny yellow eyes. Its body has been likened to that of a lean, muscular man. It also tends to sit back on its haunches or kneel like a man. The beast of Bray Road can reportedly run and walk on all four of its legs or just its hind legs. It has been seen eating its prey or scavenged carrion in its hands with its palms facing upward. It has never attacked anyone, but some witnesses claim that it has acted aggressively toward them. Now, this aggressive behavior includes running at people, jumping on their vehicles. The creature's diet is not known for sure, but has been seen eating the carcasses of small roadkill. Interesting. Yeah, it sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, so so far it could be a number of things. So, well, let's find out how far this really goes back. Now, sightings of the Beast of Bray Road go back as far as 1930s. However, it wasn't sighted frequently or reported thoroughly until 1989 through 1992. Now, the sightings have occurred when one or more people stumbled upon or drove past the animal while it was eating or possibly hunting or scavenging. Now, sightings of the animal have tapered off since the 90s, but the creature can supposedly still be seen in the woods of the area. Now, perhaps the beast of Bray Road is some cousin of other cryptids in the United States. Alternatively, it could simply be an animal that has yet to be classified or captured, which would make it a true cryptid. It could also be a group of wild animals that has become so adjusted to human life that individuals feel comfortable approaching people and vehicles. It could also be that people are frightened enough to see more than what is really there. Whatever the beast of Bray Road is or isn't, we will never know until one is captured or it is conclusively proven that the beast of Bray Road is a case of mistaken identity, which would be very difficult to do. It's interesting. It's interesting, to say the least. Uh, Thoughts? Well, I mean, at this point, the Beast of Bray Road could be a lot of different things. And as far as as capturing one of them, I mean, if there's something that is that uh, elusive and kind of stays away from humans unless, you know, they stumble upon them, there's a good chance that you're not going to find, you know, the carcass or, or any bones a lot of times things just when they die go back into the earth so there's a good chance you're never going to find out exactly what they are um and also if they continue to be out there very well put you want to take us into this next section here yes next one's about adventure shows so adventure shows are hot right now on tv and the travel channel recently launched its latest contender legend hunter While mild-mannered biologist by day, adventurer by night, Pat Spain may not be a household name like Josh Gates or the late, great Anthony Bourdain, this guy's sharp. 
He's already presented compelling alternatives to some of the world's greatest mysteries, including the theory on the Beast of Bray Road. It's hard to deny. Locals first reported a strange beast on the side of Bray Road in Elkhorn, Wisconsin back in 1936, but it was the surgeon reports from the late 80s into the 1990s that put the legend on the map. Witnesses claimed to have seen a strange wolf-like beast eating roadkill along Bray Road, but this wolf would get up and run on two legs. Witnesses also claimed to have been chased through cornfields that the beast had red, glowing eyes. The legend died down in the late 90s due to a lack of sightings of the Beast of Bray Road, but sightings have started cropping up again, prompting Spain's interest. So, it's not, it's not slowing down, it's starting to ramp up again. Um, if, if had the opportunity, would you go to... Bray Road, have a look around, and perhaps even get permission to uh, go on the property and spend spend the night there. Honestly, on this one, I, I think I would do it. Um, now, why? Now, that before we answer that question, let me preface it with this question: What would make this one different than going out to say Skinwalker Ranch? Wow, that one. That one's it a little speaks for itself, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're familiar well, with Skinwalker Ranch, right? The orbs. Th- this one doesn't have. There's there's a dimension that I think either isn't being portrayed in these stories, <clears throat> or is is just lacking. But it's the um, the ET connection. Yeah, with the orbs that were out there. And the creatures crawling through right. different yeah. parts of time and space. That kind of stuff. As much as I'm, I'm, you know, so into it. I, that that there's a certain fates you don't there. want to tempt. Right. So this one being in the woods with nature, and this could be maybe a supernatural creature, but that doesn't really scare me as much as being out in the woods alone in a in an ET hotbed. Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> Let's see. Now did legend hunter unearth new evidence or match DNA to some unknown species to discover what the beast has been uh, haunting Br- or what beast has been haunting Bray Road? No. Spain simply deduced the most plausible explanation by using logic and an analytical approach. Spain started by examining what natural wildlife inhabited the Bray Road area. (coughs) Wolves had not been seen there for many years, but he considered that with an overall increase in the wolf population everywhere, it was possible some had migrated back to Elkhorn area. However, the lack of forest cover and available prey made that unlikely. He found some tracks that were odd, but not wolf prints. Now, the other major problem with the wolf theory is that wolves are hunters, not scavengers, like the behavior exhibited by the beast scavenging roadkill. Now, witnesses of the Beast of Bray Road legend also noted the animal was usually squatted down, raising its prey up to eat, which is not a wolf trait. However, bears do display this behavior and can walk upright. Now, bears aren't supposed to be near Elkhorn either, but there have been bears spotted recently in the general area, making it feasible for one could be near Elkhorn. But even if you consider there might be bears, 
How on earth could locals mistake a bear for a werewolf? Especially people out, uh, I mean, it seems like it's a pretty rural area. You You would think that people would be growing up there. They're familiar with the outdoors, hunting and camping. That they're pretty used to recognizing what's out there. I don't know, man. I think the bear theory has merit. It does. I mean, and well, let's just let's get right to this next point, and then we can we can talk about it. Um, Spain noted one disease that explains uh, explains bears perfectly would be mange. Bears with mange have huge hair loss and become emaciated, resulting in the appearance of barely recognizable. So, we looked up what pictures of bears with mange look like. Yeah, I mean they do look. They do look kind of crazy looking. They do look weird, almost like a... It's almost a zombie walk, the way they like go back and forth and their body kind of goes with it. Yeah, but I mean, would that... Would a bear with mange, would, would that hold up over from the 1930s through the sightings and through the 90s? Would that same bear just keep passing on mange because because bears aren't really supposed to be in that area so if one came with mange and they must and there was a mistaken identity for the bear with mange in 1936 sure that bear would have died off by unless it's the immortal bear with mange i'm with you on that i there there probably is more to the story than than to just write it off with i mean that that of course that would be the simple answer that would be the project blue book answer if you will it would be it's a bear with mange don't worry it's just a bear with mange that's right now there aren't any confirmed photos of the michigan dogman or chupacabra or the beast of bray road but descriptions and artist renderings look similar to many photos of bears with mange as we were just saying now, with hair and weight loss, the brown bear looks more dog-like with the ability to walk and run on hind legs. <clears throat> so it seems a natural conclusion. This theory may apply to numerous alleged sightings of these two legendary creatures. Now, Pat Spain may have the wit and profound insight of Bourdain, and no one ever will, nor the perfectly balanced humor of Josh Gates. But he's making progress on mysteries many shows and hosts have tackled before with nothing new revealed, with the exception of Gates. It's cool, man. Big up to Pat Spain. It is. <coughs> Excuse me. So we're going to go over now uh, some facts about uh, the Beast of Bray Road, pretty much the, the creepiest animal that you've ever heard of. So um, since the early days of the country... People uh, have been reporting the sightings of the Beast Road in and around the Elkhorn, Wisconsin area, and people have seen the beast as far away as Illinois. Now, the Beast of Bray Road has been said is Bigfoot-like cryptic. It stands on two legs and can resemble a bear or, in some cases, a wolf. It's very large, intelligent, brown, gray in color. Bray Road is a country road in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, where the beast was first seen. The local reporter, Linda Godfrey, who first covered the story, was so convinced of the eyewitness accounts that she wrote the book, The Beast of Bray Road, Tailing Wisconsin's Werewolf. She believes the beast is real, but has never had first-hand experience with it. 
Many locals consider the Beast of Bray Road to be a werewolf. Some cryptozoologists consider it only another series of Bigfoot sightings. Eyewitness accounts date back to the formation of the state, but most sightings in the Beast of Bray Road occurred between 1989 and 1991. You can hear one woman's first-hand account from 1999 on YouTube. The Beast may go all the way back to the very first settlers in Wisconsin, who described canine creatures who would attack and then vanish without a trace. Wow. Now, we have some uh, we have a couple stories here with some first-hand experiences with the Beast of Bray Road. <clears throat> now here here's the first uh first experience. I lived in the town of Franklin, Wisconsin. This was about 1997-1998. We had just moved into a brand new subdivision and were currently the only house that was built. The rest of the area for a long distance was empty lots on what used to be adjoining farmland. Our backyard had a running creek. On the other side of the creek was some brush and single lane road with an old wooden streetlight that gave off an orange hue about 30 yards or so away. It was a warm summer night and I was having a sleepover with one of my friends. We had all the lights off and were playing hide and seek in the dark. I went back into our sunroom and saw something crouched over illuminated through the brush and orange streetlight. I'm not sure how to describe its body posture. You know how when you're about to throw up and you hunch over in your knees and palms? It was similar to that. Its breaths were so deep and heavy that you could see its chest heaving from the distance. We had a 140-pound Akita who stood six feet on his hind legs. I could easily tell that whatever this was dwarfed my Akita. I also know that it wasn't any type of dog or wolf. Its hind legs were thick and muscular like a man's but its body tapered at the abdomen and head like a wolf or canine. I called out to my friend who came over and just said, what the heck is that to me? Trying not to make much noise, we sat there. I was hunched for a good 30 minutes. My dad, who was a hard-time Vietnam vet, came out to see what the heck was going on and why we were up so late. We asked what it was, and he said, I don't know. And then he went outside. And as we stayed in, scared for my dad, he had one of those old mega lights that had the power of like a thousand candles. And it took with, that he took with him. Now he stood in the driveway and shined it onto whatever we were watching. It looked back at us, and I honestly don't remember its eye color. What I do remember is that when it took off into the brush, it took off upright, like a sprinter, the one on all four stands. My dad heard it splash through the creek and hightailed it in. It was one of those really messed up moments that you really, you really don't think about or talk about with people because they'll think you're crazy. When I heard about it so many years later, I immediately had known that I had seen it too. Well, that's a good one. I that like is, that. because there's like three or four different people that saw it, and then they went and got the father for even lend more credibility. He goes out, sees it, scares it, takes off. He's hearing it, you know. Splash through the creek. Yeah, that's a that's a cool one because it's not just two kids out there having a sleepover. Right. The Vietnam dad went out there, shined the light on it, and then it ran away on two, on up of one, two. Yeah, that would be a pretty impressive sight. So if it's hunched over on all fours and then gets up to run away on twos, that's uh, 
I don't know. I can't, I can't really explain that. Yeah, it would be. It would definitely throw you off, especially in the dark. Now, here's another uh, firsthand account. <clears throat> this took place in Claiborne, Texas, in October of 2016 at around 1 a.m. Me and my girlfriend were sitting outside on my dad's porch smoking a cigarette. It was dark, so it was pretty hard to see. I also wanted to make note that my dad lived on about 300 acres of vacant land. And he did, for a fact, have many wild animals that roamed at night, as well as cattle. So we were pretty used to seeing wild hogs, coyotes, raccoons, and even wild turkey approach the house once the sun went down. This didn't seem like any of those things. There were no street lights, and the closest neighbor was about two football fields away. We noticed something was creeping through the grass about 30 feet away from the porch. The movement reminded us of a coyote, but this whatever it was, was only about a foot and a half tall and anywhere from seven to 10 feet long. Its body was pressed almost completely against the ground and its head turned towards us almost as if it was stalking us as prey. We were pretty freaked out when we noticed. So we grabbed our cigarettes and shoes, but that's when things got even freakier. This thing had been crawling towards us at a medium sized tree towards a medium sized tree. And as it passed behind the tree, it didn't reappear on the other side. Could it have climbed the tree? Or perhaps stood upright behind the tree, hiding, watching? I did not stay around to find out. All I know is that the footsteps stopped, so it wasn't running away out of view. My girlfriend suggested we get a flashlight and try and scare it off, to which I responded, Are you crazy? Get inside now. After searching Wikipedia, I thought it might have been the Beast of Bray Road. Or maybe a werewolf. Good one. Yeah. Now, I've spent time on Bray Road. A good friend of mine has too. You hear things in the woods. Maybe see shadows in the fields. But I've never, I've never had a true sighting of anything. Just a creepy being watched feeling. But that could simply be nerves, as you're expecting and hoping for something to happen. My friend has experienced quite a bit and has had some very impressive EVPs from different areas. I had something on two legs run out in front of me on the north side of Madison slash Middleton in Wisconsin. But it happened so fast it's hard to say what it was. Or it could have been a deer, a wolf, a coyote lunging. It seemed pretty big. Yeah, none of those things are up on, on twos. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems like what people are, it seems more menacing and more terrifying than, I mean, now granted, coming face to face with a bear would be pretty terrifying. But again, you live out in these rural areas, you, you think you'd be used to seeing these things more often than not. and I don't think it would stick around as a, as a legend for as long as it has and people continuing to see it if it if in fact it was what people are saying just a bear or just I don't know. No, I think you're right there. I'm I'm with you. Uh the more I hear the eyewitness stories, the more it sounds like there's there's something to it. It's yeah. kind of a an unexplained right. So, now we're going to talk about um now the lady who created the name Beast of Bray Road or came up and coined the phrase Beast of Bray Road, her name is Linda Godfrey. And like we were saying earlier, uh, 
we had started some some early talks about hoping to uh, get her here in the studio and interview her about the beast of bray road and we and we kind of we were hoping to do that before putting this episode out but uh things didn't work out that way uh but hopefully maybe in the future we'll we'll still get the chance to uh get our schedules right and be able to sit down with her and discuss this further in detail but so what we are going to do since we didn't have her be able to sit down with her tonight is uh we're going to go over uh her blog uh that's covering the uh, the origin and of the beasts of Bray Road and frequently asked questions and uh, and, and and an author and investigator of uh, strange creatures. So uh, here we go, Steve. You want to kick it off? Origins of the beast and frequently asked questions. Greetings and welcome to the main lair of the Man Wolf, also known as the Beast of Bray Road or the Dog Man or the Man Dog. Or a werewolf. To the left is the artwork seen around the world. The original kneeling roadkill sketch that Linda did for The Week, a now defunct newspaper based in Delavan, Wisconsin, back on December 29th of 1991. At the time, she considered The Beast of Bray Road sort of a throwaway story for a slow news week. But the article inspired many people to come forward and say they had seen the same thing, and not always recently. Some of the sightings of the Bray Road area were up to 10 years earlier, with one possibly related event about 40 miles away in Jefferson County dating back to 1936. 24 years and hundreds of sightings later, four of her 16-plus published books are dedicated to sightings of this and similar upright canines reported nation and worldwide. But that first story showed that something big, hairy, and wolfish roamed the country roads and woods in Walworth, Jefferson, and Racine counties. The first witness to come forward publicly saw the creature on or near Bray Road, a few miles outside of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. So, Linda Godfrey dubbed it the Beast of Bray Road. Now, we know the same sort of creature roams the entire U.S. and the world. Similar sightings continued to present, and she's been interviewed for scores of radio and TV shows, including national shows like Monster Quest, Lost Tapes, Mystery Hunters, Michigan and Wisconsin Public Radio, Coast to Coast AM, and sci-fi's new in search of. And I've seen her on quite a few of those. Uh, it was fantastic. You get the opportunity to go out there and check it, check her out. Uh, just look her up by, by name, Linda Godfrey. Type in the Beast of Bray Road. You're going to come across a lot of great information. Again, she was uh, she coined the phrase Beast of Bray Road. She was on the case as uh, the investigative journalist, and she put up a she put out a lot of information on the topic books and. All kinds of great stuff. So, where are we at now? Uh, let's see. Now, Linda goes on to say, I'm also happy to get big Bigfoot sightings with many in uh, Rock, Walworth, and Jefferson counties alone since 1963. I've had various encounters myself, she says. Whether the sightings are old or just occurred, or no matter the type of creature, 
The more information we have, the better the chances that we can eventually put the pieces of the puzzle together. And for the record, I do not believe that these are traditional werewolves. As far as I'm concerned, their true nature is yet to be determined. Now here's some frequently asked questions, she says. Most frequently asked question pause down is, what is the beast really? Natural animal or supernatural? She replies, I don't know. We simply don't have enough evidence to say yet. And there's a high probability that everyone is not always seeing the same thing. Now, there could be a biological, physical animal seen by some, while others see phantoms or supernatural entities from a variety of sources. A few may be misidentifications or hoaxes. Second most frequently asked question is, have I, meaning me, Linda Godfrey, seen the creature? And she says, nope, although I'd like to. I've hiked, I've hiked many Kettle Moraine trails, camped out in the sightings area, and I've driven many miles. But to my knowledge, no one with the exception of a handful of previous witnesses have been able to go out and actually see the creature on purpose. However... I saw the upright gray-furred back of something seven feet tall while on location with Monster Quest in 2006. This is detailed in the Michigan Dogman, Werewolves, and Other Unknown Canines Across the USA. <clears throat> now, what time of day is the man-wolf most frequently seen? Most sightings occur between 10.30 p.m. and 5 a.m., but a few have occurred either at twilight, dawn, or in a... No, few have occurred either at twilight, dawn, or in daytime hours. Now, what time of the year is the man-wolf or the beast of Bray Road most frequently seen? Sightings occur all year round, but peak in Wisconsin between August and October, when high cornfields facilitate covert movement. Where can I camp out on Bray Road to see the werewolf? The answer, nowhere. The land on Bray Road is increasing in development and privately owned. People who see you on their land will call the sheriff and report you for, for trespassing, so please stay off of Bray Road. You must obtain permission from the landowners to walk into the field or woods. And you better off camping in one of the many Kettle Moraine State Forest campgrounds and hiking the more remote trails. And by the way, stealing the Bray Road sign is not cool. It's criminal and disrespectful, and you will get caught. Number six, is the creature often seen near cemeteries? Answer, I do find more and more sightings are near cemeteries and old sacred burial and effigy mound sites. Also crossroads, churches, and military areas. Water and some type of cover like brush or cornfield are the most consistent characteristics of sighting areas. Is the Beast of Bray Road a Native American legend? Well, many tribes have legends about people turning into wolves or dogs, such as the Navajo skinwalker or Cree skin changer. There, there is a mistaken notion that creature might be a wendigo, but these mythical beasts are usually described as being 20 hands tall, skeletal creatures made partially of ice and related to starvation cannibalism. How long have the sightings been going on? Well, if you don't count old Lapguru legends from places like Green Bay or Detroit, Michigan, 
The earliest reported incident happened in 1936 outside of Jefferson, Wisconsin. Now, does the creature hurt or haunt humans? Contrary to Werewolf Slasher video that uses my title, The Beast of Bray Road, I do not have a single report of any human being injured by a man-wolf beyond one man in Quebec who was scratched deeply on his hip and side. Although many people have been thoroughly frightened by its aggressive actions and posture, it seems to be more of a scavenger and hunter of small game and deer. Its main aim when encountered is to get out of sight as quickly as possible. Man, that is descriptive. That is. It's a <clears throat> it goes into a lot of detail. Now, <clears throat> one of the <clears throat> one of the documentaries that I was watching that Linda Godfrey was actually on they were saying how they thought it was interesting that a lot of um, sightings that they had were near these <clears throat> spiritual mounds that, that we mentioned um, in her in that article that we were reading that she had written. Um, but I think what it failed to say in this article that they went on to say in the documentary was that these mounds were put there by the Native Americans that used to live there basically as a sign and symbol to um, keep danger, keep people off of the land that shouldn't be there. So who knows, was it a when they built those uh, mounds and some type of religious ceremony, is the Beast of Bray Road the guardian of that area? Because when they're coming towards those mounds is where a lot of the sightings have been seen. Who knows? Like the Wendigo, like they were talking about. Is it there to protect or just to scare off? That's why it hasn't necessarily hurt anybody per se. I like the fact that, that Linda Godfrey point out, points out that it, it has never hurt anyone. Yeah. I mean, so like they were saying, uh, if, if you want to do some investigation of your own, you can you can head out to uh, Jefferson, Wisconsin, but you know, use discretion. Go use the uh, the campgrounds nearby, or get yourself a hotel. Um, if you want to get some pictures or get up closer with Bray Road, uh, make sure you you contact the people that own the property. You don't want to get yourself uh, into too much trouble. Um, we uh, this was a kind of a, a short and sweet podcast tonight if you will um like a, like we were saying at the beginning we wanted to do this uh beast of bray road slash cryptid in its own show um if we would have thrown it into our other cryptid show it probably would have went a little lengthy but however more so we wanted to uh give this one its own uh, spotlight because of the information and because of linda godfrey basically naming it out there and all the investigative reports that she's done putting her neck on the line and uh really not backing down from a challenge and uh is uh really a fighter in the game and everything that subtle beast is standing for uh, our hats off to to linda godfrey and and we hope to have her here in the studio sometime so we can really sit down and really pick her brain on uh on what's happening in her world with the cryptids and the beast of bray road yeah truly celebrated author truly so uh we had we had fun tonight going over this uh beast of bray road it's always a, a fun topic of uh is it there is it not well what could we'll, it be yeah maybe we'll go check out maybe we'll see you on the road while we're doing it 
But uh, until next time, I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.